It's happy hour again from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. We're live at Casa Borrega. Casa Borrega is a bar, a restaurant, and a live music venue. You can come and hang out by yourself with your own friends, or you can hang out with us for the next 60 minutes. Before we start the show, just want to remind you about our friends at Fundat. Fundat is a crowdfunding platform designed for projects created in or about New Orleans. You can check out Fundat's 10 featured launch projects and learn more by visiting fundat.com. You don't have to give them any money, but just go check out what's going on in New Orleans. It's pretty exciting over at Fundat. You can also join Chris True for a live broadcast of True to the Game at the Little Gem Saloon on Rampart Street, which is right by Poydra Street before the Pelicans game on Tuesday, November 5th, if you happen to be listening to this before then. At 6 p.m., more details are at itsneworleans.com. Happy hour is a part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people. Hang on, is that right? It's four. I fucked that up already. I have to start over. You can over. count. Okay. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear some live music as well, which is going to be awesome. I can promise you that today. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. There's a fair chance you know that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, my really exciting bunch of guests sitting around the table today are in this order. Kappa Horn. Hi, Kappa. Sorry, Hi, were, you, were you going to cough or no. yawn at that point? <laughs> <coughs> a cough. cough. Okay, yeah. cough. Kappa was raised in New, uh, New Orleans West Bank, but has spent most of her life as a larger-than-life personality in uptown New Orleans. That's a fair description, I would think, isn't it? Okay. okay, from the mid-90s, Kappa was the owner of an eclectic store called The Living Room, and in 2003 embarked on a new career, opening Slim Goodies Diner on Magazine Street. Two years later, Slim Goodies was destined to become more than a diner, and Kappa became a part of New Orleans history. After Hurricane Katrina almost destroyed the city, Kappa defiantly reopened Slim Goodies against all odds with intermittent power, uncertain water and food supply, and turned the diner into a community center, an oasis of near normalcy, and a beacon of hope in the depth of the disaster. Today, Slim Goodies is a part of the New Orleans establishment, and so is Kappa Horn. How's that? That's funny. That was beautiful. Is it, is it funny? <laughs> it or inspiring. It's impressive. And it's all true, by the way. Oh, my goodness. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, really? Are you embarrassed at being a, a vital part of the New Orleans community? I didn't think of it. I just thought of when we were doing it, I just thought we're coming back. I told my sister that we had to come back before everybody beat us to it. Really? Yeah. Well, you, you I thought everybody would be coming back. <laughs> I was like, let's go. We gotta be the well, first they eventually one. came back, but it just took a yeah. few years. You were back within days, practically. Months, yeah. yeah. That was an incredible wow. experience. To my left, Bra- oh, okay, Brad, how do I pronounce your name? Just Robert? Robert. With two Bs. Two Bs. That's old a very German. unusual situation. German. Yeah. How long ago were the Germans here? Uh, the that was family. my paternal grandfather, and he was uh, first, second generation, I guess. He was first and second generation. So Something like that. He's like the holy. Right. Duopoly. Yes. Two people in one. Okay, Brad Roberts, a New Orleans native who was raised uptown and for the past 20 years has been, quote, unquote, a sparkling resident <laughs> of Faubourg St. John. There's usually glitter involved. <laughs> you, you're normally wearing glitter because it's your day off, right? Yeah. So there's no glitter involved it's today. It's too early in the morning do you today. Ha- do you have any glitter with you? Uh, in the car, I might. You might. Okay, we'll yeah. get that at a break. Um, <laughs> Brad is a bartender at the Bourbon Pub, the largest gay nightclub in the French Quarter, but in true New Orleans fashion, if you think you may have seen that bartender somewhere else, Brad may have taught you at Tulane University in the Department of Theatre and Dance. You may also have spotted him running Tulane Shakespeare Festival for the 15 years that he did that, or you may have seen Brad literally anywhere around the world as the production manager on the six-star luxury cruise ships of Crystal Cruises. Yeah. Wow. wow. What yeah. a career. I've, I've been more places out of the country than in it. 
Is it? What were you doing on the cruise ship? Uh, I worked for the entertainment department. So any of the shows you saw, the you know we did the lighting and the sound, and then of course anytime they needed a microphone for a wine lecture, I came in, turned on the mic, sat the wine back there, and drank the wine. Yeah, right. oh, that yeah. sounds wonderful. Why thought. would you? Why would you quit that job and come back home for God's sake? Uh, you know, it's hard to, to miss New Orleans. It's, you Are know, you serious? You'd rather live here than travel around the world on a cruise ship, drinking it, free wine and hooking no, up I, a cable I occasion? I totally understand coming back. It's, you know. <laughs> really? Oh, God. Oh, my no, God. I would love to, to spend. Wouldn't you guys love to spend your lives on a cruise ship? Hell getting no. paid? I mean... I don't know. It's, it sounds amazing. I and then get I really seasick, so I don't do you, do you, well, uh, <laughs> you don't get seasick on a cruise ship. Hang on, let me just yeah. go on here. The voices you just heard are those of Gary Larson and Nora Patterson from the band Royal Teeth. Royal Teeth are a New Orleans band in as much as they live in New Orleans, but their members come from all over the state. Gary's from Slidell. That That's is true. hard to believe. And Nora's from Baton Rouge. Yes. Geography in this case, however, doesn't give you much of a clue as to where the band's sound or success has come from. Live, Royal Teeth, a six-piece band, has an irrepressibly fun rock and arena energy show, and their just-released debut album, Glow, is already getting all kinds of attention. The first single off the album, Wild, is heading for half a million YouTube views, and with the band's appearance on all kinds of media from Carson Daly, which was a great appearance, by the Thank way, you. to the Oprah Winfrey Network, and with music featured in the highest-selling sports game of all time. That's true. That's unbelievable. Royal, te Royal Teeth are poised on the brink of stardom which is an amazing thing to be. Do you realize what's going to happen to you guys? Not, qu not no, really. Not, no. <laughs> Isn't anyone telling you that you're going to be superstars besides uh, me? <laughs> we, I don't know. We, we, we try to stay as uh, focused as possible. We, we don't try to think about that stuff too often just for the sake of, I guess, moving forward. So we try not to, uh, to overthink it, I guess. So it's, it's, but I guess when we look back, it does seem pretty nuts, you know where we started well, to and yeah. we can say we knew him when <laughs> you can say that you've, this is maybe about the last week I think you'll be able to say <laughs> right. but I'm glad we got you before oh, it all goes crazy cool. it is pretty ex extraordinary what's happened to you guys though it's exciting it's yeah still feels like we have a lot of work to do but well there's a lot of things have to happen before right. the whole world knows about you but it's happening you, you realize really quickly how long it takes to for to really make something catch on to everybody yes. it really takes a long time you know we've for example, the song Wild, we recorded that before we even recorded our whole album. So we did that on an EP before we were a signed band. And that song's been out for, I think, over two years now. And to everybody else, wow. it's still the new single, you know. So to really make it reach where it needs to go, it really, you know, for, I mean, especially a band like us starting from the ground up when you don't have a lot of money and you don't have the situation, you know, it, it takes a while to really make something most work. But most people start having no money in a band, right? They just put a band together in <laughs> the garage or their living room. and Yeah, I think that's rite of passage for bands. Yes. Absolutely. I've dated sure. enough drummers to know that they <laughs> have no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. You know, actually, the, funny enough, the person who gave us our start, uh, we see his stickers all over your restaurant. Uh, I don't know if you, the pa Pablo Foundation. Uh, Oh, Jeff, Jeff, and, Jeff uh, Castellas, when we signed to Danger Bird Records. Yeah, he I, went to, I went to high school with his wife, yeah, Joanne. Yeah. So we, we signed our deal with, with them, uh, awesome. and that's how, it's, that's how it all started. So he's Good. the guy who discovered you and signed you? Yes, yes. yeah. He, he, um, we were playing uh, at Maison on Halloween night 2011. That sounds right. Yes, and um, we were all dressed like idiots, and he and his wife came in <laughs> and watched like four or five songs, and got in touch with us after that. And it was, it was great, incredible. yeah. So he lives here? He, he, they he live li in L.A. They live in L.A. and they have a house here on yeah. Magazine as well. 
She's from uh, New Orleans. She's a West Banker as well. Yes. Okay. Joanne and loves New Orleans. And, and he's and, from and Los he's, Angeles. He's slowly loving it more and more Milwaukee. every time he comes. <laughs> Milwaukee. But he lives in L.A., so he's an A&R guy for Danger Bird Records. Well, he, he was yeah. at the time. Now he's the president of Electra Records. Yeah. Oh, did you have one of those clauses that say he, you have to, he has to take you with them? Or? I know, right? We're like, hey, hey, no. <laughs> What's that called? Key man. A, a key man clause. That's called business, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, so you didn't have that. So you're at Danger Bird. We're still at Danger Bird. Oh, we still elect- have a very close relationship with him. We keep right. in touch with him. And, uh, I mean, if, you know... We owe him a lot, you know, for giving us that break to no start. Kidding. So, what yeah. is Danger Bird Records? I mean, it's not the, it's not a household name like Electra or. No, it is an independent label uh, based out of Calif- uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and they've, uh, I mean, I guess Jeff uh, was one of the co-founders with. Um, Peter. With Peter, and um, yeah, they started. They, it's a small label, but they had some really great bands when they started, and they got a got a name for themselves. They they. Uh, they had bands like Silver Sun Pickups and Fits in the Tantrums, mm-hmm. Minus the Bear, um, and bands like that. So they had a pretty good name for themselves. Yeah. So we, it was it was kind of a, a interesting situation. We were appro- getting approached by a few different people around. Um, we would, we did a couple of festivals like South by Southwest and um, uh, CMJ in yeah in New York, right. and that was kind of our networking. You know, trying to see if anyone would be interested and things like that and. We liked the idea of sticking with an independent at first. Just we weren't. It was we were very new. I mean, we hadn't really been doing this for more than that much longer than a year, and we were scared of I think throwing ourselves to the wolves, you know. And we really liked the idea of an independent that's smaller that could nurture the project and help it grow. Because I think we felt like we still had some growth and some work to do as a band. So did you think you're any good? Yeah, they in the beginning, were, right. were you surprised when good. you heard that stuff back that you were cool? I mean, more, more than just your mom liked it. Yeah, yeah my, mom, my mom My loved mom's the my biggest fan. Her mom runs our royalty fan yeah, Facebook page. Oh, really? Okay. So she, is, yeah. she is the best <laughs> fan. Uh, Go, mom. <laughs> Give a shout out. Yeah. Big yeah. shout. What's your mom's yeah. name? You need to say her name. Jane Patterson. She'll Yay, be very Jane happy. Patterson. <laughs> yes, she is the best. It all happened really fast. I mean, you know, we, we knew we had something good. Um, but I don't think, you know, you never really, we're never going to look at ourselves and go, man, this is it. We're always thinking of ways we can get better and, and grow and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it, we're just, we feel lucky that so much, some, you know, we had so many opportunities so quickly. Yeah. It, it opened it, up a lot of doors for us. Did you, was there a day when you listened to the stuff back and thought, holy shit, this is really as good as anything out there? I think so. I, I I mean, when we, when we first recorded, we saved up the money ourselves and did uh, I mean, we, we started the Kickstarter campaign, so we had a lot of help, but we did an EP ourselves um, and drove to Charleston, South Carolina, and recorded with a producer named Eric Bass. And uh, we, I mean, we were, we were, all we had was maybe 15 songs to our name, which was very new, so that's how we started. So when we got, we ended up picking five for the EP, and so when we got that back, we were like... Oh, this sounds good. That was that, that was kind of when we first <laughs> were like, the, "Oh, this sounds real." This right, sounds like a that real was band. the moment. Yeah, how we, long how long ago was that? That was that was in 2011. Do you think you would have yeah. had the same recognition and success if you weren't extremely good looking, like as you <laughs> as you are? <laughs> Aren't they? Does he not look like Justin Bieber's older brother? No, <laughs> no, he's, no. He's no gotten that before. I've got Especially, he had this haircut first. Yeah. Now but it doesn't Justin matter when, when 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 you when you're Justin Bieber. It doesn't matter because then oh my, my God, hair looks like blushing. Justin Bieber. <laughs> right. 
You're yeah, totally come on. blowing. It's just hot. Fans. It's just hot in here. You know. It is damn hot it's in here. It's the alcohol. <laughs> I can't be the only person who's noticed that you happen to be really handsome and beautiful people. Surely. That'll help on your uh, commercial ads that you start picking up. <laughs> well, I'm serious about that question. Serious sure commercials well, and all. When you look at the videos of you and how amazingly good looking you are, it's like it's like movie stars. Oh wow. We That's we are lucky to have found I think a a good looking group. We um we get a few comments on it. How it's many not people in the band? Um, six people. And we it's didn't really. I, I mean, I was the last one to join the band, but I don't think they searched for the. The hottest people. chick. <laughs> oh, we Is that were. true? Was there a good-looking? Was there a swimsuit? It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no, no, Nora is a lot of people's uh, woman crush Wednesdays on Instagram, so uh, she I won't admit it. I but didn't know there was a woman crush Wednesday. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. There's, you know that? there's no. a man, there's a man crush Monday. And a really? man crush Monday on, a on woman, Instagram. Well, how have I missed this? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Woman crush Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> they, they're how in their 20s. Yeah. Well, how can you work at the biggest gay bar in New Orleans and no one told you about Man Crush Monday? <laughs> I mean, Monday is really. my, Monday is my day, day off. No. It's my day off. In a gay bar, Man Crush Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday, Friday so. and especially Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> oh. yeah, mo- Monday is my Saturday, so that's like sleep late, watch TV, right. do laundry day. What are you doing Sunday? A little more of the same. So you have it's, two da- it's do you have two days off? Sunday yeah, Monday? yeah. High tea, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, so Saturday, Sunday are my big days at work. Yeah, and, tea is on Sunday. And we do uh, a drink and drown at the bar. Drink and drown. Drink and drown. It's you pay a cover and you go all upstairs for two hours and get the well drinks and, and draft beer for free. Ooh, and then once, once well, once you're good in cocktail, yeah. that's when they do the drag show. Does uh, <laughs> so Paloma still drag over there? It's on occasion, but it's it's an old adage: the more you drink, the better they look. Okay. <laughs> so it's all you can drink. For how much is that? Uh, usually it's about $8. Oh my ah, wait a God. second. That's you can crazy. go into the bar for $8? $8? All you better you hope drink? the college it's, kids it's don't hear this because they are going to invade. <laughs> yeah. Do you have They're to be gay to get in? No. Because no. that would be unconstitutional. That would <laughs> not be the United States of America. I remember right? at one Anybody point the Oz would ask if you were gay or straight and they would charge you um, a, little higher, more. a hired cover if you were straight. Wow. That breeders, breeders get charged more. <laughs> breeders. That can't be constitutional either. Yeah, but this is New Orleans. Who yeah. Cares? yeah. So the Bourbon Pub, if you listen to this and you're coming to New Orleans and you haven't been here before, is on Bourbon Street and what? Bourbon and St. Anne. Bourbon 801 St. Bourbon. And you walk in there and you pay eight bucks and you can drink as much as you want for two hours. On Sunday. Sunday, 6 on to Sunday, 8 p.m. Uh, Six to eight. Oh, the perfect day too. Wow, I love it okay. so much. I Sunday too. Yeah. Sunday Actually, the band we, we went to last time we went to a gay bar was for the Super Bowl to watch the Puppy Bowl instead. Yeah. It was we, excellent. It was. Actually. Where were we? It was we're in, in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. So now you're going to have to explain that. Well, there's a Puppy Bowl well, during the Super Bowl where. What is it? It's basically a bunch of adorable puppies. They, we didn't actually go there to watch the Puppy Bowl, but I knew the Puppy Bowl was going to be on, and they wanted to watch the Super Bowl, so we just went and I watched it. Jeez, you guys know some it's shit, Man Crush Monday. It's a, it's a, Woman it's Crush a, Wednesday, it's a little puppy field ball. And they I'm turning they, my gay card in. They <laughs> name, <laughs> they name all the dogs, and they just run they around. Little puppies and kittens playing with each other. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's good for a start. Do they, the puppies try and eat the kittens? Because that no, would be well, like the, the Super Bowl. The kittens are only halftime. and. Uh, drinking game involved with the puppies oh, and the, the kittens. The kittens are a halftime show yeah. at of the puppy bar. <laughs> you get it? Kitty cats you get it. Now are, we're yeah. getting the idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens in the puppy ball? These little puppies are it's just, playing They have toys and they're running around playing with toys and it's, it's actually, adorable. It's pretty, so. I mean, that's about it. It's pretty what? pointless. It's kind of like working yeah. at a pet store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just right. watch them. For and what station is this on? Is it? Um, I guess... 
pet. What's the animal pet planet? Or animal planet. Animal yes. planet. Yeah. You so you're in Chicago. This is last. This is the last January before <laughs> just this year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. So your album hadn't come out at that point. The album only came out in August, right? It did. August thirteenth. So, so what were you doing? You were just you're on tour around the country. Right? Yeah, I mean the, the past shoot, what almost two years now has been, we've been on the road more than we've been home, um, right. for sure. Right. We've. Um, Where is home? Do you all live in a house like the monkeys? No. <laughs> we do, do you know what the monkeys partridge, are? Partridge family. Yes, I, partridge family. We're, we're not that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we both live uptown. Um, you guys, you live together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you a couple? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And how'd that happen? That was <laughs> after the band got Yeah, through. yeah. So that, can that be awkward in a band? It was, a, it was maybe f at, f at, very f at first. Because we everybody wanted to date you. Awkward for you or awkward yeah. for the rest of the band? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think we were uh, the most awkward at first just because we wanted to make sure that it was everyone. Didn't good. break up the band. Right. right. We didn't want to do the, you know. John and Yoko. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that Yoko was wasn't in the band, though, technically. Yeah, I was going to ask. It's a bit different. Was technically. She, she wasn't, no. That's she true. wasn't in the Beatles, I don't believe. I guess we I could say, so. uh, how about Fleetwood Mac? That's a better. Oh, uh, that's a better comparison? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who were the couple in Fleetwood Mac? Mom and the Papas. Mom and the Papas. You know, that's going back. Are there any current bands with couples in them? Oh, I, um, I don't yeah. know any current bands. Civil Wars. <laughs> the Civil Wars. Civil Wars. Yeah, they're together. Um, okay. Oh, uh, Arcade Fire. Oh, yeah. That's got a couple the, in it as the well. The singer mm -hmm. and the curly haired. Oh, they're okay. married. Regime. So I guess you've thought about this then. So what happens if it doesn't work out and you have to, you know, you hate each other and you have to sing together every night and don't look, hate and each look other. happy? We'll just kick him out now. <laughs> <laughs> so you have thought about it, it, Nora. No. Okay. No, no I'm sure um, it's all going to work out. <laughs> How we, could it we not? Try not to think, oh, we try not to think about it. Um, I mean, yeah. we don't think about it. We don't think about breaking up or whatever. Um, we do. I think we do a really good job of... Uh, the, the keeping the band as its its own yeah. thing, yeah. you know, it, we don't we don't let anything going on ever impact that. I mean, we have right. a really good, I mean, it, even beyond us, just everybody in the band is. We have a very good. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. We just we run it like a, a business, and we run it. It's really, and I think that's helped us. A good synergy. Yeah, yeah. Like our 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 drummer is our our active tour manager, and he keeps track of all of our money and uh, our, our what we have to be doing and organizing everything we have a really great manager uh bert that that helps us we couldn't do half of the stuff without him and and so as we we basically split up you know duties as right. a band and i think we do a really good job with that and we don't want anything to uh mess that right. up so it's there aren't many bands where the drummer runs the show and keeps the money yeah he's no, he, um, i did it enough is he, yeah, i was just gonna ask that question that is, he, is he single for cappers no thank you I'm, I'm retired from dating. you're retired from, from dating anybody anyone yeah. is that right so you're I, I single forever yeah you've had just bad luck all the way uh, down the line all the way he is engaged 100%. anyway he's he's engaged to be married yes he was actually in law school at loyola before we um quit our jobs and He's a drummer um, who could have actually to gone to law school. You he, seduced he, he him away from it. He finished his first year and then dropped out. Yeah. Wow. I can always go back. Yes. Exactly. They were actually very nice about it. They were excited and they said, yeah, you got your credit. If you want to come back, come back. And uh, well, I mean, it was definitely a big decision. We were all kind of, we were all like, we're, we're going to quit tomorrow. Right. We're, we're good. You know, we're kind of looking around like, are we sure we're going <laughs> to do this? And uh, yeah, all at the same time. What, same time. What, what jobs did you guys have that you had to quit? I um, worked at Pert Carpet and Drapery in Metairie. I graduated interior design from right. UL in Lafayette, so I was trying to get into the design field. So I worked a nine to five job. At a, at a where was it? So carpet like a and Drapery. Carpet and Drapery mm -hmm. store. Jeez, that, sounds, that sounds awful. 
<laughs> it wasn't. Was the, it? <laughs> it wasn't I can't the think of anything exciting. worse than that. Even <laughs> carpet and yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, she was going for it. She was trying to yes. get her foot yeah, up. Yeah, if you want to be an interior, interior designer, interior I guess. Design. Yeah, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Smart, smart it was, lady. It was a good start, and I loved the the ladies that I worked with. But it was it's nice to and actually to no, not work there now. Now yeah. she gets to design for us, which is so she gets to actually use something that she's passionate right. about. We, you know, she does all of our t-shirts and our tour posters and. Our album covers and the tour bus. What's that? The tour bus. We don't have a bus. When we get one, that's still to come. Tour van. A couple albums later. Yeah, Yeah, we're still vanning it right now. It's uh, try not to go negative while we're on the road, and those buses are expensive. (laughs) Gary, what did you do before you were a rock star? I worked at Starbucks. For real. For real. An actual Starbucks. I was. See, let me show you. I was a barista. You said that we're looking at a tattoo of. Cups of coffee on your hand. <laughs> it's yeah. Drink? That's the, dedication. On the side of a cup, they Dude. have a little labeler. You, uh, you, you write, check one or something. You write the kind of drink you want. Yeah, I've had people write on my arm before. Uh, like a check mark. Yeah, yeah. Why? I, why did you do that? Were I, you drunk or high on coffee? You know, you'd be, what were you thinking? You would, I know, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I just love coffee, and I. Love, you do really? I lo- oh, absolutely. Yes. Ah. Um, it's a problem. Well, it's interesting that you love coffee and you work at Starbucks. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I love cocktails, I but I don't have a list of them on my <laughs> arm. <laughs> Well, not, not yet. yet. What uh, your liver does? If yeah. you well, now, I, now you have the idea. What liver? <laughs> <laughs> so you're from New Orleans, and Sli- you love coffee, and you worked at Starbucks. I did. What's yeah. up with that? Well, I mean, I, I was from Slidell, so well, there is that. Me, I give didn't me a little better. credit. I didn't move to New Orleans until I was 20. Okay. And uh, I, I needed a job, and I was applying. I applied at PJs first, if that helps anybody. Yeah, well, that gives you some more credibility and, now. Uh, at least you tried. And then Starbucks took me, and they had uh, they actually they you know. They're very corporate, but they if, for, for a part-time job, it couldn't have been a better situation. Right. I, I sure. got off whenever I wanted to get off, and I got to pick basically the hours I was able to work, and they even let me play shows there. So. Oh, which yeah. Starbucks? Uh, I was a few different ones. I was the one on Gauze in Slidell, and then uh, in, in New Orleans, I worked in Maple Street. Okay. Um, and then I worked in Lafayette, too, for a little while. There's so. a Starbucks on Maple Street? Didn't you know yeah. that? Yeah. No, I don't go that far uptown. It's too far up. <laughs> yeah, it's That's too far way up. uptown, as they yeah. say here. I'm a downtown girl. I'm with a glitter. Put, with <laughs> the glitter. That a girl. Got, hey, I've, listen, got my, before I've got my supply of glitter. We're going to come back in just a minute and, and, glitter and, and wigs. talk about glitter and uptown and, <coughs> and Slim Goodies as well. Because Slim Goodies is uptown, actually, by the way, in case you're wondering yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> it but before, I'm going to make you guys play a song for us. Oh, How about that right. for an idea? Sure. Okay. Idea. So we have a guitar and a xylophone. A xylophone. Have you got, do you have the xylophone ready? No. Okay. It's, in a, it's in a black box. We've never had a xylophone on the show before, I don't believe, Chris, have we? They're pretty loud, so it should it should okay. pick up. Anyone need a refill while you're tuning up? Yeah, help yourself. Do you guys want to drink another oh, one of these cocktails? We have to get Jess to come over. Jess has to tell us what we're drinking at some point on the show, otherwise I, I get in trouble as well. <laughs> I don't want to run into you. Okay. So can tell you us. Hear, um, can you yeah, hear the? Uh, can you hear? Let's have a listen. Let's do a little a quick test. Sound can check. The, here. Can you hear the bells? Nice, okay. So tell us a little bit about which song are we going to hear. I guess we're going to start with Wild, since we introed yes. it already. Okay. Uh, we figure that's a great place to start. Um, yeah, the song just... I, I really I really think that this song opened the door that got us where we are now. I mean, we recorded the song uh, before we were signed, and it really caught on with people, and it... And it um, it's definitely our... It's our first single, and I think it's just one that people really respond to, so we, uh, we love playing it. Yeah, let's do it. Thank <clears throat> you. 
Awesome! That's beautiful. Thank you. That's uh, that's just as exciting as the as the recorded version actually, oh, without on. all the bells and whistles, because <laughs> you can actually sort of sense the the emotion. Yeah, it's and it's different. It, it was took a little getting used to. We're so used to right the big the big, the big band and yeah. the, the you know that's our backbone. So uh, felt very naked at first. So we had to get if, used to being. If you listen to this, if you listen to this, and you haven't heard the recorded version, where can someone go to hear the just to go to YouTube and, and 
YouTube. Search for Royal Teeth or yeah, go to royalteeth.com. Royalteethmusic.com. Yeah. Royalteethmusic.com. Yeah. We, um, we should have it on our Facebook. Facebook.com slash royalteeth. So who, um, who wrote that? We we like to get. I mean, we we, we co-write everything together, so okay. it's hard to uh, it's hard to you know put it on one person. Uh, the I don't think the band would sound the way it does if it wasn't for everybody, because um, we all started out as friends and kind of grew into this. So it's not really it's not like there's one mastermind and a bunch of hired musicians. You know, everyone right. has their own ideas. Um, who came up with this lyric about I, I believe I can make you scream that, for me? That was me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I write. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, you what, know, what you assume we're talking yeah. about? Well, it started out like that, yes, uh, and then it actually changed. It, it's funny. I I started writing the song about um, that. Uh, sex. Se- yeah, sex. <laughs> you know the usual. And puppy ball. And uh, <laughs> when we brought it to the studio, it it really took off, and uh, we were. I was working on Nora and I were working on lyrics with uh, the producer Eric, uh, and it became a really cool idea to start writing about what we were doing in the moment, which is being a new band and taking that first step towards a new adventure and uh, changing our lives. I say talking stuff. to an audience now, so now rather yeah, than just yeah, talking it, to. So the song is almost the song is basically now about reminiscing on you know where you started and, and ex- you know embracing the future, the adventure to okay. come. So it is a big adventure. What a great song! Thank you for playing that oh. version of it for us. Thank you playing used to all the paparazzi around you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. got their cameras. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we were all filming you. Yeah, while you're yeah doing it. I know. That's okay. We we don't mind. So, Kappa, how many hours a week do you work in the diner there at Slim Goodies? It, it depends, but I'm there almost every day. You know, of course, my friends all stop by and say, I came to the diner the other day and you weren't there. I'm not there 24 hours. <laughs> I used to be. You did? I used to be there at 5 in the morning till sometimes midnight because before the storm, we were open till midnight on Friday, uh, Friday and Saturdays and 10 o'clock the rest of the week. And what is and it? And then after the storm... Uh, my brother wasn't working with me. It was just me. It was so exhausting just to do it after the storm that I decided just to stay up until three. Three p.m. Three in the afternoon. Yeah, right. we don't do we don't do night. You don't anymore. do dinner. There's no dinner. No. So what time? We used to. Are you open for breakfast? We're open for breakfast at six o'clock in the morning. So you have to be. Do you have to be there at six? A cook has to be there at five to prep out everything right. and to, to to make the grits and the bacon every day. So before you did this, you had this store, the living room, which I yeah. remember, which just had like stuff like for your house like wacky stuff for your house yeah so little what prepares you to run a diner like this i used to go to new york and san francisco and seattle and everywhere i went i'd have these great breakfast places to eat right. my favorite of all places in the world is this place called havana in new york on spring and uh prince and elizabeth i think yeah prince and elizabeth check that out Okay. It is amazing. We're doing a lot now, so we, we well, they're to opening a Havana outpost on. Well, this Esplanade. is the guy who wants to open Esplanade. Everybody's yes. trying to stop him. Everyone's. Tr- I hate neighborhood associations. It's a bunch <laughs> of mamas <laughs> and papas sticking their nose in because everyone wants to buy into a neighborhood and then keep it mm. and repress it mm-hmm. and not let it grow because they're afraid that their taxes are going to go up. Well, when you well, buy, I a am property, afraid of that. Yeah, but I it's going to happen. Is it? It's. I mean. You know, I don't want my water bill to go up, but it went up. My yeah. taxes, they went up. But you think Havana Outpost is going well, to make they it They thought that, that it was, they think it's going to be some wild Mardi Gras party every night. And it's just, it's just a restaurant. It's like right. this. Can you imagine people so not wanting this in really? this neighborhood? What's so great about the Havana <laughs> place? It's just a nice, 
comfortable, warm feel. The gentleman who started it has a great staff. They have great food. Everything about it is right. really nice. Well, there's not much else other than food and nice I know, place. and it's they they hit they hit a home run on all of it. Okay. It's re- it's, it's so that's what inspired you. Yeah, because I would go and eat there every time I went to New York. Yeah. And I so just, you thought, I'm I just do thought this? oh, I'm just going to open some place of my own in New <laughs> Orleans. <laughs> and we were going to have the grilled corn and make it kind of Spanish. But then, you know, the Cajun influence came in and the Creole cook it in my mom's etouffee. And my dad liking pancakes. We went, a little, more, we oh. went a little more traditional that, with, with, with our so breakfast. Sweet potato pancakes. That, um, I guess I don't know exactly what it is. I've had it a few times at your place to... It's basically like crawfish etouffee on top of a yeah. hash browns on top. It's like almost like everything's kind of stacked on top of the each other. Jewish kunas. Probably, it's, yeah. <laughs> and the well, names are wonderful too. My if you mother, my mother was raised a Jew. Right. And my brother was dating a Jewish woman at the time, and I didn't have eggs Benedict, so I made up a dish one day at the diner, and I. My brother's girlfriend said, what are you going to call it? I said, I think I'll call it a Jewish kunash. Jewish and she's kunash. like, so mad at me. <laughs> All the more like, well, reason. It's one of our Perfect. best sellers. Well, you guys, you guys endorse it. Well, we yes. love it, yes. Yes, one very of our much places, so. Actually. Uh, do you, do you, is, is your place close to there? Do you live around it? It's... Um, Without giving away the address. Ten, ten minutes away. It's okay. Yeah, we live off town, of Carrollton. So yeah. yeah, not far. And, and so... Fueled our mornings. Are you there... Um, so, so now you close at three, which is a great idea. Is it too loud? No. You can turn it down. Okay. If you want to. <laughs> you're number two, yeah. So you, you're there for, you're there, you're not there at five in the morning every morning yourself. No, I'm, you I'm sh- not. But if, if, the, if the cook doesn't show up, I get a phone call and I have to hop up out of bed and come to work. Which is just What time do you roll in there during the day? Then? Anywhere between eight and ten. Okay, so you've got the thing rolling now. So Depending you on how desperate I want my coffee, <laughs> <laughs> now that we have our own espresso machine. Oh, uh, that's cool. Really? Oh. Okay. Fancy. Yeah, we carry French truck coffee. No. Oh, oh okay. A shout I, well, out hey, for Jeff. Hey, for the record, I don't, I don't go to, I don't really go to Starbucks while I'm home. No. I, I go to Zots right now because it's right by my house. I don't know. If you yeah, know I love that's a cool I, Well, I, I, I like the street. Zots that started out in the quarter on. Uh, oh, I've never been there. It was in the. I didn't it know was there in was the Yeah, that right by the R bar. Ah. Yeah. Is it still there as well as on Oak no, Street? No, it's oh, they gone. Moved to yeah, oh, okay. the, the the original Chelsea, I don't think has it anymore. I think mm. you sold it to someone. No, one more reason to go to. to but your they place have now. New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Brewers are their coffee roasters, okay. which okay. is like the premier, premier, premier. Coffee. So, Kappa, you must meet a lot of guys there at that diner. Yeah. What's up? There's, have you really <laughs> retired? I'm completely from retired from dating. What? This is such a recurring theme suddenly. <laughs> is it? Have you, what, what's your situation? Are you retired? No, I just thought he was trying to ask you out on a date. <laughs> oh, well, I hadn't actually thought. I'm getting to that. Okay. Well, thanks for helping me out, Brad. We've got a little bit of time left. We still have what, some time. What about yeah. you, Brad? Are you single? Uh, I, I think so. It's sort of ending a confusing moment. I know. Well, you I could invite you out as well. Yes. Well, you're not really single yet, though. Uh, not officially, I suppose. But fi- well, you can make it official right now if he's Yeah, listening. I think <laughs> it might be by it. the time this airs. But oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, see, Graham met him at my birthday party. Yeah, Graham, Graham's our producer. Graham's so our producer. Two and of you together. Graham is uh, also my neighbor. And oh, okay. 
And another neighbor threw me my uh, my birthday party. I turned 40 at the beginning of October. You look fabulous. Thank you. Doesn't he? You never guess that he's Thank 40. you. It's, well, I'm well-preserved in the liver. <laughs> pickled. Yes, it's very pickled. Pickled, pickled liver. You, you know, I was fortunate that I, I came up in a, a good New Orleans family that knew how to dip your pacifier in brandy. And, Is that uh, true? Yes, absolutely. They still do it with kids. And do when they? Is that sort of in the... Parenting. Southern thing, I Southern guess. Southern Parenting Magazine. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that when I was a kid. I never heard of that. Well, I'm sorry for your childhood then. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I was 18, the drinking age was still 18, which meant if you were 16, too, yeah. you could get in the bar. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was 18, I was working at, at Le Petit Theater in the French Quarter. And occasionally my, my younger brother, who was about 16 at the time, would come uh, help us out on shows and then come hang out with us over the weekends. And he'd start going out to the bars with us. And at one point, my, my mother turns to my 16-year-old brother and says, are you okay being, you know, going out to bars and stuff? I mean, she was a little leery of it. And he goes, Mama, it's great. I just stand there all night, and all these guys buy me drinks. So I was like, shut <laughs> the hell up. Wow, your mom was very naive, or perhaps. Uh, you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Was it? Not that long ago, if you're only 40. How uh, 20, old was your brother? 20, your brother younger, he's younger well, than you. I was 18, so 22 right. years ago. Well, I guess it is some time ago now. Yeah. So, um, how long were you together with this guy before you decided to end it this afternoon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy hour. We're getting down to, to break it. up yeah, right there. Wow. Yeah, wow. What, what this happened? This is going to be so uh, About three months. I think he just... Uh, well, three months is not Yeah, he just wasn't ready to get into a, a anything committed again. Are you? I, I could be. Uh, okay. Perhaps not with him now, but, you know. Apparently not. But with, maybe yeah. you, Grant. You think I've got a chance, Kathy? Well, I thought yeah. I was going to ask you out, and now I have to ask Brad out. So <laughs> oh. I don't know what I'm going to do. What about us? We'll wrestle. Well, you guys are a couple. Oh, oh, wait, 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 really, wait, wait, wait. Did everyone really hear there's the going to be a huge mud wrestling <laughs> arena on, on Frenchman Street for Mardi Gras for Halloween? Are you not kidding about that? No, I'm not. It's yeah. Mud yeah. wrestling on Frenchman mud Street. Mud wrestling, the whole lot between... Um, Blue Nile and the new restaurant yeah. on wow. Frenchman, oh. they're going to make mud wrestling and you have to pay $5 to get into the pit. Oh my God. We don't have plans for Halloween yet. How, so much, do you have to, how much do you have to pay to get cleaned up after? Yeah, that's <laughs> the whole thing. All the uh, all yeah. the businesses on the street are like, whoa, what is yeah. that? All this mud is going to go into our business and it's going to, but I think it's going to be a huge flop. No one's going to pay $5 to get in the mud in New Orleans. You don't think so? Well, I don't not think a, the if, numbers that they think and if it's cold out, that's a lot of shrinkage. Yeah, a lot of shrinkage, and their costumes will get ruined. Exactly. Well, that's a good point, too. What are Maybe at 2 o'clock in the morning that'll happen. Well, I think after people are pretty drunk, it might seem like a fun idea to dive into a pool of mud. It doesn't seem like a fun idea to me. No, but you're not drunk yet. I wonder how much ah, money they plan to make true. off of that. Yeah. Five so bucks a shot. Well, how much overhead do you have for mud? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're building a building, so I guess they figure they're going to get their money's worth before ah. it. What are they going to put up there? What's going up there? I would imagine another nightclub. Probably right. You Have sure? you thought of expanding? Mm, no. Slim two? No way. No. Never. I had some woman. Can I curse on here? Yes. So Fuck some yeah. woman. So some woman <laughs> called me and she was like, "You know, I'm going to send you some locations for your next one." I was like, "Honey, I shovel enough shit during the day that I don't need to have two of these." But you make twice as much money if you got someone else to shovel not, the shit. In I the lost a, I lost a kid when we first opened the diner. So when he died, I just figured, you know, the most important thing is to be a happy, to not have the stress, and to live my life out with the remaining nephews that I have. Mm. Well, that's a pretty serious so it, lesson to learn. I'm not interested in money. 
Money or men? (laughs) Money or men? Well, you've narrowed things down, (laughs) (laughs) and you get free food. I mean, you own the dinosaur, in case you're paying for it in some way. But I mean, you you know, I make a living. I make a decent living. I have a nice life. I don't want diamond rings or Porsches or. Well, that's a lot of a stress off someone who would date you. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not looking for anything, you're not looking for love. No, I have it. In what sense? In my whole family and my friends. But probably everybody has. Not everybody has that, but a lot of people have loving family and loving friends, don't they? I would hope so. Yeah, you would hope so. Not everybody does, but a lot of people do, and they still look for, for another person to be. Yeah, with. I have really bad taste in uh, the other person. You've had bad luck. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Oh, yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. You've convinced yourself I've convinced of that. myself, yeah. What about having sex? Are you never going to have sex again, or does that not count? That's, that doesn't count. So you can have sex with somebody. <laughs> yeah, but not but a relationship. Not, but you don't want it to go any further. No. Jesus, you're like the ideal woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's, a, there's not a heterosexual guy in the world who doesn't think that's a great idea. Yeah, but then they, then they say, oh, I don't want anything, I don't want anything, and they move into your house for what? five days, and it's like getting a train wreck out of your damn house. The last this guy is I what couldn't you move <laughs> out of my house. Apparently this like, has happened. Dude, you've okay, got to yeah. go. Okay. That's how you would form not, a band. Would not leave the house. It was wow. like. So you must have something my, going on. My brothers and you know sisters are like, call the cops. I'm like, I can't call the cops on this poor boy. Did he have nowhere to go? Oh, who the fuck knows? He was a mess. Hot mess. A hot mess. Well, I, you have to have some standards. You need to date someone who's got their own house. That would well, be a start, I would think. A that minimum. is on my list. That's on the list. Okay. So you haven't totally given up. So they said they've got to have a house. And having a job is a good thing, too. Yeah, he had a job. In a date. He had a job. Yeah. Didn't he get up and go to work? And then he came back to your house. No, he just stayed drunk the whole time. Drank seven bottles of liquor. Ooh. Uh, well, we if call you, him uh, leaving Las Vegas. Was that a day? <laughs> Four days. Four days. Wow. That's impressive. So he's an it? alcoholic. I would you need so. to cross alcoholic off the list. Uh, yeah, I, I did, but I didn't realize until it was too late and I couldn't get him out of my house. How many bottles had he drank on the first day before you realized this guy might when have been When I realized problem? it, it was like, I was like, did you drink this whole bottle of Stolishnaya? Wow. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, could he still get it up after that? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> That's impressive. That's worth holding on yeah. to right there. I can see why <laughs> you're attracted to it. I figured if he was there, him. why not? Yeah. <laughs> Make the best of a bad situation. It's like, all right, you're not leaving. You're using me. I'll use you. Yeah, there aren't too many guys that can drink a whole bottle of Stoli and st- still get a heart on, I wouldn't think. Would no. you think, guys? No. Brad, I, I, see a lot of, I see a lot of messy at the end of the night. Yeah, I would sleep. imagine you think you've seen your share <laughs> of uh, train wrecks. Yeah. Well, you know, my favorite is because we, we are 24 hours. And is that right? We, we are 24-7, 365. Ooh. And we're before Katrina, and we're one of the very few uh, after Katrina. Once the bar was able to reopen, uh, I think it was us and Johnny White's down the street were right. the only two in the quarter for a good long time. But many times when I work a night shift, which for us is 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., You'll have the tourists who come in and keep drinking, keep drinking, waiting for last call to cut them off, <laughs> as it would at home. Right. And all of a sudden, there's the sun coming up over the horizon <laughs> through the transom window. And, and these poor tourists have no idea what the hell happened or how they're going to make their convention in four hours. Yeah, wow. Oh, man. Do you That's get straight awesome. people wandering in there and sticking around? Oh, absolutely. It's a very mixed environment. Uh, I mean, there are times during the day it's almost more straight people just wandering in because it is a a fun sort of nondescript place it's you know great great uh music videos from our djs and it's just a fun place to be and you can get tanked for eight bucks 
Yeah, so, eight bucks I mean, for Sunday. all you can drink for two hours on a Sunday <laughs> evening. That, six to eight. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good deal. I hope Thanks. I'm getting something out of that work. <laughs> I was, so, Brad, what makes you want to want to do this when you have a, you had a career as a university? I, you know, I was teaching at, at a college. I was at Tulane for 14 years, yeah. and they did budget cuts uh, some years ago. They continued to do after Katrina, and eliminated my position. And I had already been doing things around the bar and holidays, helping out. The manager was a friend of mine, and so it just worked that uh, they had some opening shifts, and I started mm-hmm. bartending, and it just sort of kept up for the last four years. Have you made drinks before? I mean. It seems like it's a pretty high-pressure job. I, I mean, I've spent enough time at a bar, so it was just sort of a natural, you know. Me too, but I don't know how I'd fare behind there when someone asked me for, you know, what, like something. What do they ask? What's the most popular mixed drink? Uh, you know, we're, we're such a, a, a speed sort of bar. You know, we, you, your vodka cranberries, your Jack and Cokes. You know, we're not doing a lot of your specialty drinks like your Sazeracs. No, no craft cocktails. No craft cocktails. It's just not the sort of place that's set up for it. Talking of craft cocktails, we're going to find out what we're drinking in just a second here. Because oh, it is quite lovely. It, it is good. What it's is very it? refreshing. We'll find out. Hey, we'll yeah. get Jess over here. Oh, she's on the phone, so we'll get her over in a minute. So, do you miss, like, a regular life, like, as a teacher, or even working on a cruise ship must have more regular hours I, than... Well, the cruise ship had no regular hours. I mean, you're, you're on board for four months at a time working seven days a week you nonstop like you lose your mind and uh, you know when you asked why why come back uh, you know it's just after doing that for for two years did you travel all over the, can you get off at these various locations yeah you, as, a, you go? as a crew member it's just you're dictated on what your schedule is for the day but I've, I've been safari in africa i've climbed inside of a pyramid in egypt and the Sistine Chapel and mm. ziplining in Costa Rica and swimming with stingrays and you know just all these amazing adventures that I, I'll never be able to, to replicate yeah. or yeah. forget. And you're on the payroll while you're doing all right. this stuff. Yeah, How I mean, cool I, I, I my Christmas that. card that year, we were in Egypt and I climbed the top of a camel and I had a Santa hat on <laughs> and the photo had the pyramids in the background and you opened the card and it said, "What child is this?" <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that does sound like an amazing I wish, I wish life, I was on your Christmas card list. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you could get on it. Yeah, wow. I'll give you my address when you Absolutely. But and now so he's stuck on Bourbon Street 24 hours a day. Now, yeah, right. so, but I, I still do some, some freelance work. I work with the Pussyfooters, the female marching group. I'm the production manager for their Blush Ball, which is their big annual fundraiser every year. Coming up January 18th, 2014 at the Cannery. Pussyfooters.org. Plug, plug, plug. Okay, very good. Yeah. Is that a fun, what do you have to do it's, for that? You, uh, you, I'm just sort of making sure the that everything's going on schedule. Um, we have Big Sam's Funky Nation has been playing it for the last few years, and we have uh, them and uh, another band this year, uh, DJ Bryce Nice, DJ Quickie Mart. Maybe um, you might got, want to I, try to get these guys, these guys in. I'll, I'll ask about them. I think that I mean, we're, they've pretty booked up the the evening now, but we can always look at next year if you're not, you know, often. <laughs> if they're not in Hollywood, Hollywood. They might be out of reach by <laughs> playing the right. But it's, it's it's a fun night. The Pussyfooters, you know, they march in a lot of the parades, do a lot of charity work throughout the year, and all the proceeds from the Blush Ball go to the Metro Women and Children's Shelter. Oh, great. So, so nice. fun, fun night. Wow. Hmm. Do you want to? Do you? Are you going to go back in theater? Do you do any theater like at La Petite again now that they're back in business? They yeah, they've just reopened. Um, you know, I get asked about it here and there, and the biggest problem for me is I work primarily on the weekends, and that's when shows are. So mm, it's so. it's hard to 
justify going to do a show where in this market you're only going to make X amount for a week that I might make in one day at a bar. It's just go. the unfortunate yeah. reality well, of New Orleans talk culture. To, talk to Cap about that. She doesn't the, care about the money, right? You wouldn't care about that. Would you do the? Would you work in the theater instead of working in the bar because you don't care about the money? Well, you have to pay your bills. But yeah, yeah I mean, I totally would donate time. I mean, if it weren't for the logistic of, of having to pay bills, then absolutely. But I'm going on Friday night down the street at Yep, a young um, youth empowerment to do makeup for their uh, for their little uh, inner city uh, costume ball. What Fun. is it? Yeah, I'm going to go make zombies out of all these kids. Oh, and cool. my, most of my staff is going with me to help. Well, cool. That's Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. They're all sweet guys. What is it? It's me. some sort of... Um, youth empowerment program for it? the kids in this neighborhood that have lost you know, their brothers and their fathers. and This you know, neighborhood being, play, being yeah, here in Central right, City. Yeah, Central City, right down the street. Well, cool. Okay, yeah. so if you listen to this before then... When is it and what is it? It's Friday night at Friday, the, um, this Friday, which is this, the twenty fifth, and they're having a um, October a dance, a sock hop down the street at their uh, okay their gym. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're running out of time, so before we go any further, we need to make you guys play another song. Oh, yay! Okay, okay. absolutely. Sure, sure. And this time, I'm not going to do anything except sit here and listen to it. We'd be happy to. Okay, what is it? This one is called "We Can Glow." We, we can glow. We can glow. And that's the title track off the album glow. Yes. Yes. We don't actually have a second single yet, so. Oh, this might be it? Maybe. How do you figure out what the second single is going to be? Is that a conversation for the record company to decide? It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I think it, I think it uh, differs. I, it's different for, I guess, everybody. Because uh, I think when you're on maybe a larger label, you have a lot of people working for you. So you have different right. teams of people that might be like, this, guys, this is the... You know, you have a person kind of guiding you in that direction. And when you're more independent, it really falls on you more. You know, we're, we're in a position now where we can uh, we can pick whatever we think is the best song. So we're, try- wow. we're trying you can to... Pick, you can do it yourself. They give you the power. The record company yeah, lets you mm-hmm. decide. I mean, I'm sure that if they rare. really, really didn't want us to pick a song, they'd, you know, guys, I don't know if this right. is the one kind of thing. But we've, we've, been, we've been going uh, back and forth between three. And so far, they've been very supportive over us being pretty open about it. And uh, we're... Right now in the process of, and one thing that we like to do is we are very interactive with our fans, so we, we are asking people what, what songs they love and, and things like that, and we're listening to that, and we're, we want to make a decision based what off is, of that. What is it, well, I was just going to ask you that question, what criteria are you looking at? What is it, what are you looking for in a single now? Because the radio, does radio play part of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, you really want to pick a song that you feel like the radio wants to play, and right. I mean, in the end, oh, the whole idea of a single is to... Uh, find a way to release your music for more people to hear. So whatever is going to get it played in more places, or you know, that's introducing your band to new ears. And but does radio have sure. that power still in America? With now that all these stations are sounding exactly the same, pretty much. I right. Mean, I guess you just have to convince a couple of people to play it, M- rather than yeah, the music, hundreds. Music has changed so much, and I mean, us being a new band, we're just trying to hold on and figure out as much as we can as we go. But yeah, but be, it is radio. But so you're thinking of a song that you want to hear on the radio. Radio, actually, you'd be surprised how powerful it still is. Still, yeah. okay. We've uh, we we started getting uh, regular rotation in, uh, for example, in um, where was it? Uh, Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. Right. Yeah. And the 
the places that we actually do get radio play, that um, the shows are much better there. Cause See, that's how it used we to work. We saw that on yeah. our first that's show in Norfolk. So it's still like second, that. Actually. Still I mean, that's like what that. radio used to do. Radio used to play a song on the radio, and then people would call up and yeah. say, what is that? And then they would go buy it, and then they would go hear the band when they came to town. So, mm. it's so it still works like, like that. Two cities, Philadelphia and Norfolk, that we've sold out shows there because they play us on the radio. So it's very... Okay, Persuasive. so you still have to have that radio promotion thing going on. I mean, yeah, you, 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 I mean, I guess in some, I, I, we can't speak for everybody, you know, but for from what we've learned, you know, the the more you the more you're played, the more people will right. see you. So it, it's it's been pretty, you know, it's been pretty fact for us on the road. The areas where we have no play, it's hit or miss every night, and the areas where we do, it's a pretty guaranteed good time. Okay, <laughs> well, let's take a listen to this one and see if this could be the next thing. I uh, hope so.
something. <laughs> we can glow from Royal Teeth, Nora Patterson and Gary Larson from Royal awesome. Teeth. I'll tell you something. If you were thinking about whether or not that should be a single, we've never, and we've been, how long have we been doing the show for? Graham, are you two years? Three years? Almost minutes. three years? Three years? <laughs> <laughs> we've never had anybody on our show dance. Oh, wow. While, oh. while people are playing. Special. Ever. That's the very first time. <laughs> so that's got to say something, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank Especially you. getting an eight-year-old to dance with me. <laughs> oh. There you go. Dan- dancing is a very big part and of our show, so that cougar. feels great. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's the technical definition of a cougar? I don't know. Uh, it's an older woman that likes younger men. Yeah. But eight doesn't eight doesn't count, right? That would be. Well, I think that'd be uh, that would be illegal. Uh, some yeah. sort of yeah. Too young. station. <laughs> I used point. to have a boyfriend that used to tell me that he liked women six to sixty. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, God. How do you meet these you have guys? Some, yeah, yeah, you have some stories. <laughs> we need another hour. I thought my service. customers were a little wackadoodle. <laughs> you must hear some pretty good stories there at the bar, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, this week. You know, we, uh, it's a few months back, it was uh, the, the Navy, the Fleet Week was in town. Oh, I missed and, it? Oh, bless you, <laughs> I dude. love a man And a, a friend of mine uh, just had this very sour look on his face. And I said, what's the matter? He said, you know, it's almost the end of the week that they're here, and I've only met one and of course, by Matt, he went go home with. And all of a sudden, we're talking, and he looks across the street, going into the bar across from us. He sees a sailor walking over there, and he goes, ooh, ooh, I'll be right back. And he flies across the street. And a second later, he comes back even more downtrodden. I said, what's the matter? He goes, it was the same damn sailor. <laughs> oh, wow. That <laughs> is hysterical. You probably Perfect. don't know the answer to this, but how many sailors are gay? Uh, well, now you're getting into the discussion of semen, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to touch that one. I guess I left myself open for that. I never would have thought of that. But really, there aren't a great number of sailors who are gay or Well, I mean, now that it's officially you know, legal to be openly gay right. in the military, don't ask, don't tell, repealed, and all that, I mean, I've known quite a few who were in it somewhat closeted until you know, that was repealed recently. So quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Meaning... I mean, it, I mean, I would think Fleet Week wouldn't be a big sort of gay event, but I guess it is. Well, it's, I mean, they're, they're throughout the whole quarter. You know, they're just invading everywhere. And I figure after a few hurricanes and hand grenades down the street, you know, what's one pair of hands or another? Really? Is that, that, is that how it goes really down there? Uh, sometimes, f- yeah. Well, I think any week. You've never been to that part of town? I've been to the Bourbon Pub, yeah. I didn't know you could get all you could drink for two hours, uh, for $8. But I, I, I never got a hand job from another guy at the Bourbon <laughs> Pub, I have to say that. I would you probably weren't looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think if you're looking, I, you're going to find it. You think the, I could the, do the beer, it? You, you might be mm. really popular at another little bar down the street from us. Which one? Rawhide. Rawhide. <laughs> what is it about my beer that would make me so popular at Rawhide? Uh, you just have that sort of that daddy bear look. Daddy bear. Yeah. And that doesn't work at the Bourbon Pub. They're looking for more clean-shaven, younger. Uh, I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beer holder. Oh, nice. <laughs> another good one. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm waking so up now. So you're trying to tell me that, like, that, that, that a guy who looks like me is not going to get lucky at the bourbon uh, you know, pub. So you never know. To look like? there, there's no guarantee. He's got a good voice. I don't know. I mean, as soon as he starts talking, people might just You can't like even hear anything that's so loud. Yeah, there, that's though, really. true. Yeah, you have to... You don't know. you get deaf as hell at working there? I do. I do. So I, I do prefer working downstairs, which is a little quieter with the video bar. As opposed to the upstairs, which is the dance floor. Right. Because that's just that thump, 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 thump yeah. the entire yeah. time. That must give you an awful headache by the time you go home. Well, that's why I drink at work. You do? How much can you knock back? Anything you want? No, 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 no. I mean, with, within reasonable uh, consumption. I mean, as long as we're functioning properly, 
you know, it's okay. But if a customer, if I'm making them a round of shots and they're like, do you want one? Who am I to say no? No, absolutely. You, you know, it's just be rude. It's impolite. It's just that's awful, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, talking of drinks, I have to tell you that the drink we've been drinking today has been the Katinga Soft Cocktail, Happy Hour Cocktail of the Week. Katinga Soft is a software company that builds software here in New Orleans, and they won our um, competition, which was to name the cocktail of the week. It's an exquisite cocktail. By some sort of bizarre idea that guests on the show had. They decided that they were the winner. So it's called the Katinga Soft Cocktail. I was going to ask Jess at the beginning of the show what's in it, but I guess I fucked that up now, so it's too late. Because we have to get out of here. It's time to leave. I'm sorry, everybody. But happy hour's over. So we have to go see who we can pick up on the street outside. Absolutely. You're both single and looking. You guys are a I'm going to go to Pizza Delicious now. Okay. That That sounds like a great idea. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. My guests today have been Kappa Horn, Brad Robert, and Gary Larson and Nora Patterson from Royal Teeth. We have links to all of you guys' stuff on our website, itsneworldless.com. Thank you so much for joining me here. Thank you. Our show has been produced by Graham DuPonte, our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, and we really owe him one today for hooking you guys up with us. Thank you so much. Graham is sexy and single, too. The theme that you're (laughs) listening to was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Aero Studio monitors, and much more. PreSonus.com is a place to go for more info about that. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit upright for about 60 minutes or so. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website where you can also check out other happy hours. There's many more to listen to and other shows, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, which comes to you live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajek, True to the Game. With Chris True and Tammy Nelson, you can see them live on November the 5th at the Little Gym Saloon. Vietnola, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with the Vietnamese Terry Gross, Kim Vu, and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other times sucking social media on all of it where it's New Orleans. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or another podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That does help other people find us. Believe it or not, our show is recorded live today at Casa Borrega. Woohoo! That's impressive. Castle Haley Boulevard. Casa Borrega is a bar, a restaurant, and a live music venue as well. You can follow them on Twitter and Facebook, etc. as well. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworlands.com. Andrew Duhon may or may not be back next week. We will definitely be back next week here at Casa Borrega. Until then, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all my guests sitting around the table, everybody back in the office at INO Broadcasting. Till I see you next week, I'm Grant Moore. I'll see you then on Happy Hour.